Where are we now? Episode 17? Yep. Episode 17. Lucky number 17 of the Coys R Us podcast. I am Joel. I'm in D.C. That is Kim. She's in New York. Uh, we are two, we're a two-person pod today because um, our guys are moving and traveling around the world. Um, so we figured, you know, we can tag team this. We'll, we'll hold it down on behalf of the Coys R Us podcast. We know that we haven't given you an episode in some time um not since before the lester match so i guess kim it probably makes sense to just start right there because uh we made our predictions before the game i think <laughs> it was a lot of two nils two ones three ones i believe and what we got was a home win six two with a 13 minute hat trick from Hyunmin Sun. So there was a lot of goals and a lot of weird stuff going on. Uh, where do we start with the Leicester match? What stood out to you? I know you rewatched it earlier today. Yeah, where do we start? Uh, we made a lot of mistakes, honestly. That could have led to a lot of Leicester goals. There were moments that I was really, really disappointed in the team, like that Davison Sanchez, the way he went in to give up that penalty. Um, the goal that uh, Madison scored, Seth got beat in the air. It's like he didn't even jump for the ball. That turned into a goal. And it's like that one was kind of fluky. And yeah. And that's when he switched him to the other side after that. That's when he, yeah, basically right after that, he switched him to the other side. So to me, the game was more about the adjustments that Conte made. Is he saw something he didn't like, he tried to make a change to fix it. So like, you know, I think bringing in Emerson early was just try, trying to shore up defensively to keep physicality into the game. Um, the change of bringing in, obviously bringing in Sun uh, as early as he did. I didn't expect to see it to like minute 70, um, but him coming in as early as he did, I guess he wanted to give Sun time to get his feet and get running, which I think worked out well. And then bringing in Basuma was to mm -hmm. me and just another really really good idea um and it's funny when the when the commentators i like i'm listening back to it because when you're in in the pub you don't really hear all this stuff the commentators are like oh this is a very pragmatic move like they're bringing in basuma to short things up and in fact what it did was give us a platform to succeed <laughs> and i mean mm -hmm. lester was always going to fade but i feel like if you look at from when Basuma came in, like those next 10 minutes, the amount of balls we won back in the midfield. Um, he was just sort of did them, all, yeah. Yeah, we just did, we sort of did all the things that we've been sort of saying like, oh, it'd be nice if we could get a hold of the ball in midfield and like work from there instead of trying to work from our, um, you know, in our side of the pitch. Like even when we did. Well, you mean playing out the back. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it's not about playing out of the back. It's, we don't but that's but that's where the offense usually starts. And it's okay to start there, but I think as a team we have to do different things. It can't always be playing out of the back. Like we have to try to win the ball up a little higher. It I mean, the way that we counterattack, if we win the ball in midfield, those guys start running. Yeah, yeah. You can get in behind the defense. So to me it's like just switch it up. Don't do the same thing all the time. Like don't expect 
uh, team, like don't expect us to be able to withstand all that pressure, like switch it up, do some things that are different. And I, and like, to me, Conte in this match, like he sat Sun down. He was like, he, we lost, like, let me try and change something. He started Parasitch on the, on the right side. It's not like he didn't make changes. Um, and obviously like they didn't work out probably the way he expected them to start. But I think as the game moved along, Conte saw what wasn't working. He changed it. He put the faith in his players to do their jobs. And what they did was do their jobs. And Leicester's a terrible team, but to beat yeah. them 6-2, no matter what, to, to like to do that doesn't matter if they're bad or not. You do it. You got the you got the goals, you got the points. That's all that matters. Going into the international break on a high, all good things. Yeah. I mean, to your point, if our goal is to maintain a solid defense, win the ball back and beat teams off the break, then it would make sense in that format to play more people in the midfield to give you more of an opportunity to win the ball back so that you can get on the break. There is also something to be said for a couple things. Number one, the fact that we were not scoring a lot of goals before that match and ended up scoring six. That says something, whether it's just a testament to him and son or whether that's a testament to the three, five, two, I don't know. I'll let you figure that out. But the other part of it is, you know, the fact that we played Lester <laughs> and like when we, when we play Lester, we talked about this during the last episode. When we play Lester, we usually score a lot of goals and even if we don't win, it usually ends up being a lot of goals scored. It'll be like, you know, three, two, four, three, those type of games. So you kind of got the feeling that we would we would need to take advantage of the opponent going into the break. And I think that's exactly what we did. It also might sound a little sacrilegious to say this, but for me, that James Madison goal was actually the best goal of the match. Is that crazy uh... to say? I mean, it's it's tough because those sunny finishes were were, as you can see, goal of the month worthy finishes like, yeah, his two goals he scored were nominated for that. So I don't know. Um, I mean, that James Madison goal was great, like the Oof. way he took it, like, I mean, first time, like all of that. I wasn't even mad. Like I was I was obviously I was I was disappointed that we gave up our lead so quickly. But I wasn't mad. Like, that's that's a goal that you just got to. And players were on them. That's the other thing. Like, the cross yeah. was contested. Dyer came and contested the shot. But he snapped it too quickly. And there's no way Lloris could save it. Like, it was yeah. a gorgeous goal. It was. Um, it was. Oh, I, can't, I can't front. Like, it was, it was a really, really nice goal. But I think my heart won't let me say that just because of what these, what those two goals meant to Sonny. Like getting those goals where you could tell was he just got like there's a weight that's now off his back it's like okay I scored and now I'm not thinking about the fact that I didn't score every time I step onto the pitch did you see some of the goals that he scored this week for South Korea he yeah, had so uh he had that free, free kick. kick you know we we keep saying take take well, off free kicks but <laughs> everybody seems uh, to understand this except whoever is coaching Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> Everyone but that one person seems to figure it out. And then he scored again um, in, in open play. And I guess the question is three goals off the bench in 13 minutes. He's going and scoring goals for his country. 
is he back now? Is the funk over? Or is it just the fact that we played Lester? <laughs> no, I, I think the the kinds of finishes that he had are not like it wasn't a fluke that he scored. That third goal might have been a fluke. Those two that he scored, he just had a little bit of space and decided to take the shots. And to me, what I saw from Sonny previously is he was like pushing. He was pressing and trying to get goals. And his first touch was to, off too. Yeah. And it's like as opposed to just taking the space that you have and trying to score, like Sonny has sort of perfected that edge of the box right or left foot thing. And I don't feel like we saw a lot of those shots from him leading up to these goals. Um, so I just think he he saw space and maybe what he hasn't been getting enough of this year is space. Um, but he saw space and he just took advantage of it. So to me, um, he's been partly unlucky. Like there were some moments in previous games where he hits the bar, he he hits the post. Like That's true, that's but the, he's, he's also played poorly right like and but that's something that we've seen from Sonny like he could play poorly for 75 minutes but he scores a goal that's true like like, we're we're not seeing anything we haven't seen before like Sonny is just we have such high expectations for Sonny that when he doesn't meet that bar we sort of feel let down but it's like Cause he's you done it what? so many times. It's true, but guys go through different bouts of form. And like the good thing about the team that we have now is we have people that can come in and start for him to give him a rest, to give him time to look at what's going on on the pitch to just maybe re reset his mind. Like to me, it was really sunny was just, I felt like he was just in his head, in his head, in his head, in his head. Um, and he, you can tell he just came out and he was playing free. Like there were like, I mean, part of this is, is Lester, but uh, Sonny was like taking the ball off people's feet. Like he was very, very like he was, he just, you could tell he just wanted to play. He wanted to play. And when he, when he had that attitude, when you have that kind of attitude where you want to play, you want to do this, you want to do that. Uh, and at that point we were already up uh, what three, two. So it's not like, we were needing Sonny to like go crazy. He just saw the game in front of him, took advantage. And to me, like, yeah, he's, I think he's back. You score five goals in a matter of two weeks when you, when you took six, six league games to score zero, like, okay. Like I, I have no problem putting Sonny back into the starting lineup. I also have no problem seeing Richarlison start again. Like we just have in a way that we haven't had before, We've got some riches up front and we need to rotate them. It's going to, it's a long season. Everybody's going to play. People are going to have to sit down sometimes, but the thing about five subs is they can get back in the game and they can, they can make something happen. Then they can score a hat trick off the bench. Um, <laughs> we'll get into the Arsenal match in a second, but one thing that I want to bring up now is this whole lineup discussion. Um, big match against our rival it's a away game whoever wins goes top of the league and this is probably going to be both of our toughest matches so far this season although we did play Chelsea earlier but they've kind of fallen off and United was bad and then they beat Arsenal and now they're good (laughs) so 
we've had interesting seasons thus far, but this is a game where you're probably going to try to play your best 11. So what do you do against Arsenal? Who do you start? Who do you bring off the bench? What do you yeah. think? You think Sonny comes back? Because here's the other thing, right? <clears throat> I've heard the whole benching Sonny thing. It, like It could be seen two ways. One way you could see it as he wasn't playing well. He got benched. Then he came off the bench and proved that he should be starting again. That's one side of it. The other side of it is, yeah, the only game he played well, he came off the bench, which is proof positive that he shouldn't have been starting six matches in a row when he wasn't contributing goals. I could kind of see both sides of it because (laughs) I was the one that was, I was one of the main Spurs fans that was saying like, Son needs to go on the bench and let's see what Richarlison can do. And I feel like he started like two or three more games than he really deserved to. Yeah. But he was, you know. So then it's like, oh yeah, I like to see Son back. But it's also it's almost like he had that extra juice in him because he didn't start and he was he had a different, I don't know how to describe it, but he had a, just a different mentality when he came in the game. All that mm-hmm. to say is I think. On some level, Richarlison and just like the way that he will chase every ball and the way that he'll shit house is something that I, I kind of want to see <laughs> against Arsenal. Yeah. And I don't want to drop Kane because he always scores against Arsenal. And I don't want to drop Kulisevsky because he's our best playmaker on the wing. So, like, I don't know. It's hard to say I would put Sun back on the bench. That sounds crazy, but like, I might put some back on the bench um, is, unless you want is, Richarlison to like come in at 65 and like just muck the game up. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I probably do start Sonny over Richarlison and I feel like that's hard to say. It's like, it is, it really like, you it's really because could... of the game. Like I feel like <laughs> Arsenal away is a game where I want to, that's those are the type of games I want to see Richarlison play a lot of minutes. Yeah, I, and, I, and I totally understand that because you say he's going to chase after every loose ball. He's going to make it hard for, I guess, on his side. If he starts on the left, it'll be Ben White. And I just think Richarlison against Ben White is like food. Like <laughs> uh, I'm saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, their back line is but, not as good as they think it is. And I know they also fear sunny so or maybe that's city but maybe it's both no i think they also fear sunny like what happened in the last match we played them that was at home but sunny getting in behind arsenal is what kind of changed that game he got the yeah, penalty that's true. like he scored a goal by getting in behind yeah, whole, so. rob holding was also awful in that game <laughs> The thing about Arsenal is they have a lot of people who potentially could be injured. Like Partey's definitely going to be out. Um, El Nani has a knock, so that's like two. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get to we'll get to the Arsenal preview in a second. I don't want us to jump uh, ahead. Okay, my um, bad, my bad. But my bad. yeah, I because the only reason I brought up Arsenal was because I was thinking about the lineup. <laughs> I might bench Son. You're saying you would start him, so we'll get to predictions later. And and I guess on Saturday we'll see what actually happens. Can we, for a second, though, talk a little bit about Rodrigo Bentancur? Oh, that guy. 
Like I thought he was awesome. I also rewatched the game today. <clears throat> and I thought he played really well. And even the goal that he scored was one that he created by just winning the ball back yeah. on his own. I believe he also did he have an assist in the game as well? I don't know. I know Hoyberg had an assist. I might be making uh, that up, but I, but I do I, feel like he was winning the ball back on defense a lot. Um, and he seemed to have a really good game. It was really nice to see him score his first goal for Spurs. You don't consider him as much of a goal threat, and that's mostly because he doesn't score goals. But like seeing him get on the on the score sheet was really cool, and I thought it was a nice payoff for a really nice match that he played in midfield. Yeah, I I would agree. I think like in the first half, I I felt like our midfielders were sort of all over the place. Um, I I felt like they were getting pulled out of position. Uh, I think in in a big portion of the first half, Lester Lester had sixty percent of the possession. Uh, they probably had more of the chances. I think in the first half, and so I I did feel like we started the second half just more solid um you could see throughout the whole team they just had a little bit more intensity a little bit more energy and i do think that both hoiberg and benzikor started the second half very well um they made it hard for lester even with them two in midfield i felt like they made it much harder for lester to just get in between them um and they were pressing a little more uh but i really feel like once basuma came on it just gave both uh, Hoiberg and Bentecourt just like the platform to just move forward a little bit more uh, and I feel like if we do see a 3-5-2 that's what we'll end up seeing we'll see Basuma as that deep lying midfielder then we'll see Hoiberg and Bentecourt both uh, push up and um, Bentecourt has shown he can do that uh, he did that I the, the game that sticks out for me was the last game of the season against Norwich um, I think he did have two assists in that game and he actually did have an assist uh, for Sonny's first goal. Um, yeah, he actually got the assist the exact same way that he scored. He scored at 47 yeah. by just winning the ball, by nicking it off a player and then taking the space. And then in the 73rd minute, he creates a goal for Sonny by doing the exact same thing um, and getting him out on the run to score his first goal. So, yeah, I mean, to me, he was he really shown in that game. Um, and I think he does that a lot for our defense. Um, yeah, when you when you look at his FOP mob score, it was nine point one. <laughs> yeah, he was great. He was the best player of the get on the day according to FOP mob. So so yeah, it's it's really nice to have like that we can see like three to four solid midfielders that you know for the most part will come into the game will have a base level of performance. Um. And we can expect them to, at times, push up. We can expect them at times to put in good balls. And I think, like, it's been shown, like, Hoiberg and Bentecourt had an assist. When you think about the Marseille match, Hoiberg had an assist in that match, too. I think Hoiberg has also scored this year. So we're getting, like... Hoiberg scored twice more, this year. Ex- so I'm like, we're getting more production from our midfield than we did probably all of last year in, like, seven games. That's true. It's, and so it's it to so it, to me that's where now like, imagine if our, there was three in the midfield. <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't th- I don't have to imagine. I watched it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't watch I it for long it. enough though. That's the problem. <laughs> that's, not long that's enough that's and true. not often enough. 
it's true it's true but my what i think we're we're i what i think we will see from conte going forward is the trust in more of the team he even said like post international break we should see Doherty come back in post international break we should see basuma get more minutes skip went away to the under 21s he got some minutes under his belt i just feel like for 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 the beginning of the season i think we've been like why haven't we seen enough rotation but with Conte, you know, he's got to trust the guys and he's got to feel like they're fit enough. It's like those two things have to happen. If he, if you're not fit enough, you're not going to play. If he doesn't trust you enough, you're not going to play. If you don't have those two things, you're definitely not going to play. So I think we'll start to see more rotation. I don't know if we'll see that, you know, against Arsenal. But I think as, as these games come two to three times a week, we will have to see different guys playing. And so hopefully we'll start to see more of our players come in. And I know as we get into the, the cups, um, like early rounds, we'll probably see like Lucas Mora. And I even forget Brian Hill's on this team at this point. I forget Lucas Mora's <laughs> on the team. Yeah. He hasn't really played. Um, he hasn't. So, I, but I think when we get to like the um, Carabao cup, we'll start to see some of those guys. We'll probably see Spence come in. Um, I just, I, I think when right now it's been champions league, Premier League, Champions League, Premier League. So Conte has been trying to play his strongest teams, uh, is what he thinks of as his, as his strongest teams. Uh, hope we do see just more variety throughout, uh, and with that being more of that three-five-two. I don't know because he's pretty much stuck to that three-four-three at Spurs. Um, so far, that's sort of been what we did. I think we played three-five-two like twice last year. I know we played it against Liverpool. I can't Liverpool, remember. Yeah. I can't remember any other time we did. It might have been both Liverpool matches. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think there's ever a possibility that we see our front four playing together at the same time? Yes. Um, How would I that work? Think, so if you play Sonny, Kane, and Richarlison up, up front, and you play Kulisevsky as like a 10. And then you play two of the three of Bentoncourt, uh, uh, Hoiberg, and um, Basuma. And then you play the what, whatever back five you choose. I think that's the way you can get all four of them into the team. Or you play Kulisevsky at right wing back. That's another way to get all four of them into the team. Um. I don't know if Conte does it, but that's the way I can see it. Like Kulisevsky working from the middle. He hasn't really done it much, but I feel like he has what's necessary. He's good at holding up the ball. He's good at picking passes. Why can't he be someone that serves as a metronome in the middle? I think he has all the skills. Um, We just have to see it. Uh, And he actually did play for a 10 back in Italy. I think for back in Parma, he was, he played as a 10. So not not used to that um and we've seen him at right wing back not starting matches but to finish them so I think we probably end up seeing it more towards end of games when Conte's looking for a goal when he wants more offensive players on the pitch so he probably ends up putting on he probably takes I could see it he takes off Emerson he Maybe shifts Kulu to right wing back. Shifts shifts Kulu to right wing back, and then maybe brings in another defender. <laughs> I mean, or another midfielder to like provide uh, cover. Um, Skippy, because they 
I would love to see Skip back into the team, honestly. Oh yeah, that's big Skippy fans. And I, I think it's it's coming, it's coming. Like he was injured, he's getting his feet back. Like Conte, you know, he likes him. He talked about him when he was injured all of last year. He's the, the kind of player that coaches are gonna like. Yeah, and he's yeah. one of our own. So I just, I really would like to see him get some run. Um, and it probably ends up happening, probably soon. I feel like if we play a team that's not as strong. That maybe I mean, it's going to be there. two matches a week for the foreseeable future, then a break for a month, <laughs> and then back to two matches a week. So I feel like for all of the commentary that we've had thus far about lineups and rotations, it's still relatively early. We're going to see, I would be surprised if we don't see everyone <laughs> by the end of the season, just because of the sheer amount of matches and tournaments that we have to play in. That said, I also thought we'd see more of Steven Bergvine last year, and we didn't. So I don't know. You are listening to the Quasar Us podcast. As I said earlier, this is Joel. I also have Kim with me. We can be found on Twitter at Quasar Us podcast. Um, you can also follow our personal pages, which are in the Quasar Us Twitter's bio. Um, as we look ahead, to the upcoming weekend. Big match. North London Derby, Arsenal away, which I don't feel great about because our record away at Arsenal is not very good. I looked it up just because I was like, when's the last time we won at Emirates? Guess the year. 1997. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> it was not that bad. Oh, I last... mean, hey, we did. We like we haven't like won at Chelsea for like 30 years. So you never know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the last time we won against Arsenal at, away was actually December 2018. Oh, that was in that, that was in the League Cup. Um. Oh, okay. We won two nil. Sun and Delhi scored. Now, when's the last time we beat Arsenal away in, in the, the Premier League? League? I mean. I already said 1997. I'm gonna come up. I'm gonna come up. It's not quite that long ago. I'm gonna come up. It's not quite that long ago, but it's a long time ago. 2006. Not bad. November 2010. Okay. Okay. It's, it's still we beat them 3-2 with goals from Bale, Vandervar, and Kabul. So <laughs> basically, we haven't beat Arsenal away in 12 years um, in the league. And we haven't beaten them at all away in four years. So does that matter? Is that something that we should ignore? Um, or is that just like a bad sign of what's going to come on Saturday? No, I don't think it's a bad sign. I know, like when I even just think back to the game we played last year at the Emirates, we didn't even play a midfield. Like, the whole, that was that, that was our worst performance all season. Yes. That game was and, over in the first 20 minutes. And to me, it's like, it's like, I feel like we've often had, okay, the, the match before that we lost 2-1. This was prime uh, Jose time. You look at the team we played, not that great. I feel like. A lot of times our matches against Arsenal come at not great times when we play them away. 
it's like the point in our season where stuff starts to go to shit and then we play Arsenal and then it gets worse or um I just but look at it look at where we are right now though I just, I mean we're not we're not having the performances that I think we expected to have the way we ended last season but we're still unbeaten in the, in the league you know we still have a pretty good goal difference according to something I saw earlier today we have the most shots on target, which you would not That's very ever surprising. think that. Very, very, very surprising. I think we have like 44. Man City has like 43. It's like very, very close. But we have the most shots on target. Goal difference. I think we're second. We're second in the league. So overall, not too bad. And like so, like you have you have those you have those stats, right? Like unbeaten in the league. Um, I think we're on 17 points. Um, in the first seven matches, is that right? Um, yes. So, like, we're in a pretty good position, but like you said, the performances have not been super convincing. And you know, is that just like people say, like, oh, you know, Tottenham fans are never happy. You're in a good position. You have a great coach. Your team is winning games, and you're still finding things to complain about, like. Is it is it fair to have these complaints? Because I know I feel like we stole that draw against Chelsea. Um, the best performances we've had this year have been against Leicester and Southampton, which are not like the toughest competition. Um, and like, I don't know. I, I think I am sometimes one of those complaining Spurs fans because despite us being in a great position and, and the best position we've been in since we finished second in the league, um, I still feel like we haven't really kicked into gear yet. And that does give me a little concern for Saturday because I feel like they're reaching as good as they can get. <laughs> Arsenal, that is. Um, I don't think we're as good as we can get yet, which and, makes me feel like we'll be better than them at the end of the season. But I don't know if we'll be better than them on Saturday. So to me, the way that I just look at our team and I think we're better than Man United um, and we're a better counter-attacking team than Man United and Arsenal will inevitably push up leave space. Like they're very naive when it comes to if, if if they ever feel like so if Arsenal gets like two quick fire goals yeah they're gonna they're probably gonna sit back and try to make it hard but if if this is a back and forth game which I kind of expect it to be because I wouldn't say either of us are like the strongest defensive teams we're decent we're pretty good like we're some of the best defensive teams in the league but we still will leak a goal here or there we leak two against Leicester so like I kind of feel like it will be sort of back and forth but inevitably Arsenal will push and push and push and we'll leave space for Sun. We'll leave space for Kane. We'll leave space for Charleston. We'll leave space for Kulisevsky. And you give these players time and space, they will they will hurt you. So I, I, I just think what they lack right now specifically is in the defensive midfield, they'll probably be not too strong. And I don't think their defenders are that great. Like, they're decent, and they've been decent, but... I saw them fall apart 
with Rashford and Sancho running at them, what are they going to look like when Sun runs at them or Richarlison runs at them? Like, sorry to say, but our attackers are better than Man United's when it's all said and done. Yeah, for sure. So I personally have more confidence going into this game than I did in, I wouldn't say in any game last year because going into the North London Derby in the spring, I was pretty confident. I thought Arsenal was just not that great. But this might be the most confidence I've had in a while going to the Emirates for sure. Just because we're not a team like in the past, it's been all right, you get Tottenham down, they're down, right? I mm-hmm. don't think of us as that team anymore. Like I think of us as a team with a backbone. Um, yeah, I mean, look how many times we've been down just this season already. So, like, I look at it. We're a team with a backbone. We're going to fight. Like, those, these guys are going to fight. They're not going to give up. They're not going to just throw their hats and say, oh, Arsenal got us. Like, they're going to play 90 minutes, 95 yeah. minutes, however many it is. And frankly, I'm a back our guys to win. Like, I'm sorry. I I think Arsenal, like you said, they're playing their best football. But I don't feel like they've truly, like Man United was the only team that gave them a fight, truly gave them a fight. And when they got that fight, they wilted. Honestly, like I was watching that match and I was like, I was talking to these people because I was in London. So I'm in a bar full of May United and Arsenal fans. I'm like the only Spurs fan in the bar, basically. And I'm talking to this Arsenal fan next to me. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, based on the, the players that you guys are playing against, you guys are leaving, like, so much space behind you. You guys are really trying to push for a goal. And that's their thing. Like, they're a possession-based team. They remind me so much. This team, this Arsenal team reminds me so much of Pochettino Spurs. <laughs> it is wild. Like, uh, I hate that. that they, uh, I hate I that mean, so much. But it, but it, it like, if you look I hear at what it, you're saying. I'm just, I'm just refusing to agree with you because <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> but they remind me of a team that, like, plays pretty football. Like, yes, can win games, but there are times where you just punch them in the mouth and they can't take it. And like I say, our team reminds me of Conte's Chelsea where they were not always the greatest. Mm. They could, they could stink it up sometimes, but when it was all said and done, they could win. They got the points. They kept getting the points. They kept pushing. Yeah. They were definitely, they were ugly. At the times they, but at times they would blow you off the pitch. Like it, it's like they could get to that level. They didn't always do it, but they were always consistent. And the one thing I've seen in us is when you get to minute 70 for the most part. That's when we, that's when we just, we're, yeah, we could go trend, to another we're, Like we're, tr- yeah. we're trending upwards. And that, that to me is partly due to our conditioning, but it's, it's like a mentality thing. I really feel like these guys are like, we can win most of these games. Like we should be winning most of these games. And they go in with an attitude that we should be winning most of these games. So I don't really think, you know, like, I don't think we have guys that are going to shirk because they're going to play Arsenal. I think at this point, like, Kane's a, a veteran against playing against Arsenal. Like, Sonny, Perisic is not going to shirk. Hugo. Hugo, Kulosev, hopefully Hugo plays. I'm crossing my fingers. Um, 
And I'll be honest with you, I I almost feel like Hugo's Hugo's been our best player so far this season. Oh, um, like he saved like two or three surefire goals from Leicester <laughs> in that match. Yeah, like, and that's just against Leicester. He had a few nice saves against Forrest, against Fulham. Like he's had really good games that have kind of been overlooked because um, I think so much of the talk has been about for Charleston and son and we don't always give Hugo the credit for like actually keeping the scores competitive because um, we definitely give up shots on goal. Um, and he typically has some difficult work to do. Um, when you look at Arsenal's team, what is the biggest threat on their side? Um, honestly, it just depends who's healthy. Like, because to your point, you mentioned that they are going to kind of play that Pochettino ball where they're going to push for the goal. They're going to use their midfield to create offense. Um, and so that means that based on the way they play and based on the way we play, it's likely that they're going to dominate possession, plus they're at home. So just based on that alone, like... And based on the fact that you've also stated that our defense is not elite right now, like, is that, is that a cause for concern that like we are going to be playing against a team that's clicking offensively while they dominate possession? But when you, when you truly look at it, like, it's like they play well, they dominate possession, but we've scored basically the same amount of goals. We've given up basically the same amount of goals. We have not lost the game. They have. We score about the same amount of goals. We concede about the same amount of goals. They have three clean sheets. We have two. Like it, We're very similar on paper when it's all said and done. And yes, That's they facts. may hold a lion's share of the possession, but when it's all said and done, these teams are probably very comparable it's really just going to be about the margins. And I think it's who sets their team up the smarter, like who starts the game better, who makes the better adjustments. And frankly, on in-game adjustments, I'm going to back my coach over Mikel Arteta. That's True. facts. So yeah, like, I, 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 like, I think, and I, like you said, this game probably could go either way, but I just am not so nervous about it for some reason. And maybe that comes back to bite me, but. I don't know. Uh, I I just think we like we have the we have the tools to beat Arsenal. Like if any team has it, it's a team like us and it's a team like Man United, a team that can get in behind them, that might be able to poach a goal when they don't expect it because they do have a lion's share of the possession. So if you got thirty percent of possession, but you can score two goals on three chances. Like that's the kind of team that's going to beat Arsenal. It's the same way that like last year, that's the kind of team that would beat Liverpool. It's a team that, like, that's, the, that's why we drew Liverpool is because we, we'd only get three or four chances, but we scored on two of them. Um, so if we find a way to continue to just take our chances, like we, we have to take our chances. And that's, that's where this year we've struggled a little bit where We've had chances in like in the sporting game. We didn't take them. We, we need to take our chances. We need to be clinical. But I, I think based on who they probably end up starting in midfield, it's not going to be that strong. And I think that's where the game probably gets won. 
which is why I probably would like us to start with the three, because I think if we start with the three, we give ourselves a platform to to give them true problems. It all comes back to that to that three, five, two. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we're going to see it, so I don't even want to get my hopes up, really. <laughs> um, I mean, I do think he brings Sun in, which yeah. I'm not going to get my hopes up about Richarlison starting either. Um, but I think we can afford to play a little bit of defense, but I think, like you said, the way that the game starts is important. Um, and it's one thing if we're able to contain them and make sure that they don't get a ton of chances, but if they get in there and score in the first 10 minutes, then this game is going to get a lot trickier, especially with, um, it being an away game and, you know, I'm sure they're going to be up for it. <clears throat> Definitely. I think the the fans will be up for it. Uh, the atmof- atmosphere should be contentious. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm i not worried in a way that I think I might have been previously. Uh, I think, like I said, we're pretty evenly matched, and it will just be who shows up, honestly. So we got to show up. I know my man Kane is going to score, so I'm not even worried about that. Um, (laughs) But let's just go right into the predictions. I do feel like it's going to be a nervy game. Um, I think we get, you know, two weird goals um, on either side and then, you know, a late winner from somebody on our team. Uh, maybe in the last, you know, 10 minutes of the game. So I'm going to go 2-1. Uh, I think it's going to be, like, close for most of the match, and then um, we pull it out towards the end, either based on some stupid mistake by their back line or based on the fact that, you know, we're just in better shape than them. Um, and I think that helps us win. If we can keep it close to the end of the game, I think um, we'll be able to finish it. So. I'm going to go 2-1. And I'm actually going to go 3-2 cuz I think I think there will be goals. I think these teams will score. Um but I think I guess I'll go 2-3 cuz I want us to win. So <laughs> we're, we're away. Right, right, right. 1-2, 1-2, um, 1-2. So yeah, I think I'm going to go 2-3 cuz like I say they 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 are a talented team. They do have guys. They they've been getting goals. One thing is we gotta be strong on set pieces because Gabrielle and Saliba both can get up. Uh, so I think like defensively we have to be focused. Like that's the key. Like focus on the defensive end, and then try to hit them on the break. Which I feel like that's the Conte way, anyways. But um, you know, just hope. Everybody comes back healthy. We see Romero. We see Dyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Longley is going to start because I yeah. think Davies is ben still is hurt. a little injured. Um, and Longley's been good, so no, I'm not I'm, even. I'm I'm not going to complain. Like yeah, they were, like he's he's the center back that can thread a through ball that can put in a cross. Um, he's been decent defensively. Uh, I think he got a bad rap at Barcelona in a team that was not that great overall. And they sort of made him the scapegoat for a lot of stuff. And I think like 
He's came into Spurs. He's got a clean slate. Nobody's even talking about where what he's done at Barcelona. You don't even hear about his time at Barcelona now that he's at Spurs. So I think Conte likes him. You can tell. Um, yeah. He came in, in pretty early. I didn't expect him to start against. I guess he started against Fulham. I think that's his first start. I didn't expect him to start. And he yeah, he played well. Like he's overall played very well. So um I'm very confident like in our in our back three. I think they're good on the ball. Like Dyer had a ping uh in the Leicester match that I was like out to Perisic. Like basically from our box all the way uh almost up to their box. So it's like I think I think Dyer's also gonna come back confident because he played well against <laughs> he played well this week <laughs> with uh, <laughs> England. <laughs> I can't say the same for his uh center back partner, but he played And he well. said as much. I've I've read some interviews that he's done where he's talked about the fact that he feels like he's the best he's ever been and how instrumental Conte has been in developing him as a player. So like his confidence is high right now. So I Definitely feel good about him going into the Arsenal match. Yeah. I I think, like, we probably get a goal on a set piece, and then we probably can score a couple more. And I just think when it's all said and done, if that game's at 2-2 at minute minute 70, like, Arsenal's just going to push. They're 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 going to leave space. We can get in behind. I, I say the same thing over and over. I can see that game playing out just like that. Um, because honestly, they're like a they are very naive. They they just assume we're gonna hold on to the ball and we're gonna score. Like in their head, they go forward, they should score, and that's not always gonna happen. <laughs> and a team like Spurs, honestly, will frustrate you. Uh, we've shown that for the most part, we get our body in between the ball and the goal. <laughs> A lot of times you see mm-hmm. an open shot and what happens? Somebody blocks it. Somebody's leg gets in the way. Block shot FC, baby. Like, hey, here we are. <laughs> Block so, shot FC. Yeah. So, yeah. We're, we're, I think it'll be a fun match uh, for sure. We're at Queen Spurs. We're not normally a 730 bar, but we asked, uh, we asked our guy Shane at Rivercrest to open up and they obliged so we'll get to watch that one yeah well dc spurs will definitely be open at 7 30 i've been um prompted i've been borderline scolded uh by by one of the, <laughs> the dc spurs uh rupert who told me you know you need to be here against arsenal we need you in full voice yeah um, so i was like man that's a lot of pressure uh, i'm gonna make sure I'm well rested Maybe. on Friday night. <laughs> I got my alarm set for 6.15. I'm going to call you at 6.15. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one of those days. Um, it's going to be a pretty bleary-eyed day. But if we win, that'll give me the extra boost of energy that we need. Um, and then we'll go back into the Champions League with full of confidence and ready to take back a little bit of control in that European group. So let's get this win on Saturday. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.